What is going on, everybody? How we doing? Welcome back to the In The Round Podcast. You got Matt Brito here hanging out with you. Episode 70 here of the In The Round Podcast. And today we have a very special guest, Miss Casey Tindall. Before we get into that conversation with Miss Casey Tindall, uh, let's talk about our sponsors real quick. Whale Tail Media, our boy Wales Tony and his crew, they've got you covered at content, content, content. Uh, you're getting hitched, anything like that. Brand marketing, uh, Whale Tail Media, they are your one-stop shop. Hit them up, whaletail.com, and uh, make sure you follow them along on social media. They're great partners of ours, and we love them very much. Shout out to Saxman Studios as well. Brady Saxman, Saul, the whole team over there, they are the best, big believers of the scene here in Nashville, Tennessee, and we are big fans of what they do, uh, good friends of ours here in town. They help us out with the writers' rounds and uh, a whole bunch of different things that we do here at In the Round. And last but certainly not least, our friends at Trailside CBD Emporium, Andrew and the boys, the crew over there, anything CBD or Delta 8 THC related, they've got it all from flowers and dabs to gummies to oils to some new products they're going to be launching real soon. They've got you covered. Um, the stuff, it's legal, it's effective, it gets you high, it gets you feeling great, minus the psychoactivity, um, and it is really, really awesome. So you'll make sure to check them out, trailsidecbd.com. Use the promo code ITR, and you can save 20% on your purchase. We also have a great writer's round coming up this week. We have got our friends uh, Ethan Willis on there. We've got our buddy Jared Mullins putting around together. We have got Jesse Wilson. We've got Jake Blue. We've got just a great, great night of music. So you guys make sure to come hang out with us at Live Oak Music Row on Tuesday night. It's going to be a blast. And uh, now we're going to get into this one. Casey Tindall, she's a real spitfire. She's awesome. Um, Great hang. Definitely a guy's girl. Um, A girl who's been in town for a minute. And a girl who's got a smash song that just dropped on Friday called Middleman that you're all going to have to check out. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. Here's our conversation with Miss Casey Tindall on the In Around Podcast. Finally getting to sit today. How's it feel? Oh, so good. It's been such a crazy day. I'm just so thankful. <laughs> crazy, crazy week, crazy two weeks leading up to this big hammer coming out, huh? I mean, yeah, the past couple of weeks have been just incredible. Um, just getting ready for this release and all the interviews. I feel like, you know, just with COVID and everything, what I've done in the past two weeks is more than I've done in the past like year and a half. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't it awesome to see stuff coming back though? Oh, I am so pumped we were just out this past weekend with uh ian munsick and it was like one of my first shows since things have started opening back up and just the energy that in the crowd was oh i missed it was that montana or south dakota or it where was at? billings montana yeah i think i saw videos of that so i i love ian i love his voice like i, I love what what he does i didn't realize how big like that show oh my god that no, was, that's nothing that was big like there were a lot of people out there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it sold out the second we played two nights in a row because it got rescheduled from before COVID. But um, oh, people like I always say like Ian's such a silent fart. Like yeah. I know that sounds funny, but like he is way bigger than we think. He's a superstar. He's like the Cody Johnson of the West. Yeah, like the Western, like Western culture, and like especially yeah. like Big Sky Country. I didn't realize yeah. how I've never been out there. I'm a New Yorker living in Tennessee. Like I'm yeah. just learning how the South works. I ain't I ain't been out to Big Sky Country yet. Have you been out there before? Or was this your first time out there? I've been out there a couple of times. I I did like a run with Casey Donahue, and we ended up going through Billings. Um, but uh, I love it out there. But yeah, it's in, he is so good, and he's about to blow up so big, and. I didn't even realize like how passionate his fan base was until I got in front of him and I'm like, Oh my God, he is going to be giant. I'm yeah. so ready. I'm yeah. I'm good friends with his wife Caroline, so Yeah. Not a public figure, right? Yeah, not a public figure. And uh, so it's just been so cool to watch them kind of grow this like empire. <laughs> yeah, so no, it's it's badass and I think a lot of people are starting to take notice. So for you, you moved you're originally from North Carolina. Originally from North Carolina. Where in North Carolina? Rep the hometown. Greenville. I, I say Greenville. My parents were split up, so I'm from a couple different places, but I call Greenville home. It's home of the pirates. So, uh, but yeah, Greenville. Hell yeah. How long have you been here in Nashville? Um, I've been here about, I want to say six years. 
Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's. Been Did so you long. do like a back and forth for a little while, or was it like you just moved, like you moved here and you were and you were here? Because a lot of people, especially folks like yourself from the southeast, home's not super far. We're like you kind of do the back and forth a little bit. And you know where I'm from doesn't look that far, but it's about nine and a half hours. Oh geez, okay, so yeah. you're like, so like East Carolina. East Carolina, yeah. So like you said, the Pirates is that ECU? E- yeah. Oh okay, yeah. All right. Um, so I. I you know, went to Nashville a couple of times um, just to because I'd never been, and I was you know working with a team that they're like you got to go to Nashville, and um, you know right off the bat started working with an agency, and uh, they were like you got to be here, got to be present to win. So I dropped out of ECU and just made the move. What were, what were you studying at ECU? Nursing. You were gonna be a nurse. I was. You would have w- been a badass nurse. I was a nurse aide already, and was just that's just what I wanted to do was be a nurse, and that was my realistic you know career choice I was you know in college I worked three jobs obviously went to school and played a little music on the side but it really to me I was like everybody wants to be a singer and that's like why would I waste my life on something that's just a shot in the dark and um I ended up doing like I won this contest this radio contest to sing with Keith Urban and it just kind of like all of a sudden was like oh actually you can actually do this and Damn. it kind of led me to a team that was based out of Raleigh and Nashville, and they because the concert was in Raleigh, and um, you know, it just was like, oh, actually, it is attainable. You don't have to work three jobs and be a nurse, and you can do. What were what were the three jobs you were working? You're gonna laugh. I can't wait. Um, well, I my first job was a waitressing job at Highway 55, slinging okay. burgers. There you go. And then uh, right in the same strip mall was a e-cigarette shop, and hey. I worked there. <laughs> and then I, I worked on the medical campus at ECU. I just, like, filed papers and um, for, like, professors. You're doing what you had to do. Like, doing what I had to, yeah. Just working your ass off. Well, and I drove a truck, and at that time, gas was, like, $4 a damn gallon, so I was just, like, working to put gas in my trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually think I heard you talk about the truck the at our um, at around recently. Yeah, you have a song about that, right? I do. I I had a, a Z seventy one that was my granddaddy's, and he gave it to me when uh, when I was like fifteen, about to turn sixteen. And um, well, he had just he had told my family, he had passed away before that, but he had told them like this will be Casey's truck. Like just you know, make sure she gets it when she's of age. And um, you know, that was my best friend. Like. She didn't even have electric seats. I had to sit on an old hunting cushion to yeah, see over yeah. the steering wheel. And uh But I had to sell her when I moved to Nashville, and it broke my heart. But you know where she's at. I know where she's at. My so. dad my dad bought it from me to help uh, me get to Nashville, and he sold his truck because we wanted to keep it in the family. But he's told me when I'm ready, I can buy it back from him. That's going to be the coolest feeling. Oh, my gosh. Every time I go home, I just go to his house and grab the keys and go for a drive. It's that's, incredible. It's got to be so therapeutic. Oh, it totally is. And, you know, every it's just it's so grounding. Um, it just puts you back where you come from. Yeah, so, so I'm guessing you grew up kind of small town, if like from just from getting to know you and stuff. So what was it like coming to Nashville with Nashville being a pretty decent-sized city? I know six years ago it wasn't as big as it is now, but what was that experience like for you coming out here? You know, um, at first it was like, holy crap, this is a you know, big city, but... Um, I learned pretty quickly that it's such a small town in a big city. Everybody knows everybody. And, you know, we kind of stick to just a couple places in town anyway, like Midtown. We, we do. We do. We <laughs> just do. the same yeah. bars. Like, literally the same amount of bars I go to here would have been the ones back home. So it really isn't that different, you know. And I have, you know, just my friends or my family. So it, it just feels like my new small town yeah you your um your friends it's it's really cool to kind of watch all you guys and girls winning together and like i nikki me and nikki too are really close from raise ratty yeah. so he always likes to say the girl gang y'all oh, have yes. y'all have one a hell of a girl gang you and your friends it's so funny i feel like every single like interview or anything that any of us do it's like let's just take a moment to talk about your friends because <laughs> look, we've never seen anything like it yeah um i just you know we always say like we're just a big old group of like guys, girls. We're just redneck, crazy, um, you know. Just leave music out of it. We're just like, we're just this big village, this big family. And then you add on top of it that we're all pretty badass at, at singing and playing yeah. country music. And so it's just it's been so awesome just watching all of us kind of coming up together and um, just you know. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just so awesome. Who were some of your first friends when you got here? 
Um, well, I moved here with my friend Mandolin, who manages Laney. Um, and some of my first friends, whew, honestly, Laney, um, just really the girls. I mean, me and Mandolin kind of, when we first moved here, we were doing like a catering job and on the side and, uh, just kind of our team members were like our first friends. But, um, like once we really got out into the community, our girl gang, I mean, honestly, I've met everybody pretty quickly. Um, but we, we definitely met Laney was first and then, uh, um, let's see, Megan yeah, and then Caroline Rudolph or Caroline Munsick now. And, uh, you know, just, gosh, Farron, obviously just, yeah, and all you guys and girls are coming from, every, all you girls are coming from different places. Yeah. Like you're Carolina. Mm-hmm. Laney's very Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Megan's coming down from damn Canada. Oh yeah. Farron's coming up from Georgia. Where's yeah. Caroline from? She's from North Carolina. Oh, she, oh she's mm-hmm. from North she's Carolina, She's from, too. like, Charlotte area. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But it's like, all oh, you guys just join forces, and it's, it's really cool to see. It, it's like we just, our personalities just attracted to one another, and it's it's just so awesome. Yeah. This is such a special time for our girl gang. <laughs> yeah, and it's been cool, though, because I've been down here, it'll be three years in October, and when I was up in New York and doing, doing the radio thing, I was following a lot of, like, what what was going on down here and yeah. it's like kind of watching where things were back in like 2016 oh my 2015 2017 and now where they're at now and it's like you see all all these names on the come up and now even like even on the guy side even like people like luke yeah. and people like morgan and people that have that have that have blown up and seeing you guys doing it too like it's just it's really cool to it's, really cool to see it's awesome and to top it all off ashlyn craft just moved in yes. with me and laney yeah yeah <laughs> which you talk about talk about talent. Talk about badass woman. Dude. Like, well, she's she's the best. She's the best. She's we love her. So good, dude. Yeah. Like we're we just laugh sometimes. Like me and Lane will be like, I don't think she knows how good she is. Like she has no idea what's about to happen. Like it's <laughs> it's such a cool. Uh, we definitely have a fun house for yeah, sure. You guys went on a writers retreat over the summer, right? Was that all you guys went on that? Oh man, we got like a couple. The fall or yeah. something. Because I remember seeing like pictures or, or videos of you guys out somewhere. Yeah, we we've had a like our our group has kind of um, you know been on a couple different ones, but um, yeah, we've done a couple. We did one in the mountains and uh, Melanie and Jenna Lamaster, who another best, another, yeah, one of yeah. our other best friends. The list just keeps going on I mean, and it on just and keeps on. Keeps going. Yeah. Like uh, we went to the beach and did one in North Carolina. Um, we just went to Fort Myers into the Why Not thing, but made it like a you know like a writers retreat. Yeah, um, yeah it's man, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, just thinking about our gang, I'm like, damn. Yeah, and you were up in uh, the first time I actually heard Middleman, which we're going to talk a lot about here in a little bit. <laughs> um, that was up in uh, up in Ohio, raised rowdy oh, summer yeah. camp, where I got I got a tattoo, and I was with Ryan Nelson and all these rowdy people for like 72 hours. <laughs> and I don't drink anymore, but I've, I had my own fun doing doing my own thing, and uh, we it was just a party. But you guys had come up to. Middle of nowhere, Ohio. Oh, yeah. And we were in that backyard, and y'all were just jamming, and it was Dude. freaking awesome. You know, as soon as we pulled up, I looked at Jen, and I was like, these are my people. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be fun. People sitting on the coolers, sitting in the fold-out chairs. Oh, yeah. So much fun. And the tattoos were hilarious. We yeah. had a fun time. I was I was this close to getting one. I thought you were going to get one. See, I don't. Oh. I didn't remember if you, would ex- if you had got one or not. I remember you were talking about it. Like, you were very close. I was very stressed trying to make the decision because I don't have any tattoos yet. What were you going to get? I don't know. I, well, some sort of cross. I, I figured some sort of cross. But then I was like... Man, I really want to like take the time, like my first tattoo. Yeah. Like this is probably not going to be smart. Yeah, see, for me, it's the date I quit drinking, so <gasps> it's like that. it's a special one. Right. Whereas right. like Nikki T's just he's got raised rowdy, which is special to him. You know, it's yeah. raised rowdy or like like I have a ton of buddies that just have like random drunk tattoo yeah. shit. You know, like there's some pretty rough tattoos. So the first one, I thought like so I'm with you on that. It yeah. had to mean something. I've I've definitely like I definitely want to get one, but I just want to be so sure, you know, because it doesn't come off. No, it doesn't. It's not like so, you, not like you can just wash it off or like right. peel it off or something, you know. It's not like we're little kids at McDonald's just getting little little yeah. free tattoos or something <laughs> like that. That's funny. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah. So um. So you talk about moving here six years ago. Where in town have were you were you living at when you first moved here? Uh, when me and Mandolin first moved here, we were, uh, out in like the Bellevue area. Okay. So out west of town. Yeah. All right. Just for a couple months. Cause honestly, the way it happened was, I was like, man, I got, they want me to like, you know, go to Nashville for at least the summer. Cause I had kind of dropped out, but like not really, I had like a, you know, till the end of the summer to kind what, of. What, um, what year were you in in school? 
I was uh I had just finished my second year at ECU, so okay. it was either I literally I literally had the summer to decide do I want to apply to nursing school or do I just want to drop out. And so I'd done all my prerequisites. I, I think you made the right decision. I think so, I, too. I think you made the right decision. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we were only planning here to be – I mean, we were only just planning to be here for the summer. And um, we ended up staying. And then we moved to – I call it Brenioc. Yes. Like yeah. right there. Very uh, familiar with the area. Yeah. yeah. We moved there for, I think it was like a year or two. Not uh, – maybe a year. And then we all moved in – or me, Mandolin, and Laney moved to out near – Hendersonville. Okay. So. Nice. So you're away from kind of the craziness. Yeah. Which is I nice. love it. It's so nice out there. It's just country and yeah. we definitely feel at home out there. Yeah, that's good. See, I, I started out down in Spring Hill, then I got to Laverne, and now I'm up here. And, oh, shoot. And I'm like close to town and stuff. I'm going to be moving. Whole, I'm going to probably be moving in like the next month or two, but this spot's cool because you're close to town. Yeah. But, as Ryan Nelson likes to call it, the other, other, other L.A., Lower Antioch, you know, it it gets pretty wild down here. Like, oh, there's, yeah. there's some stuff that goes down in it. I'm not involved in it. You know, they don't oh, go yeah. after go after the music folk. It's all them, just different things going on. Yeah. But I didn't realize Nashville was like that until I moved, until I moved here. Because, like, Spring Hill's so remote and quiet. Yep. And then Laverne's not, Laverne's kind of out there. And then you come up and there's some spots in Nashville that are pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're definitely out in, like, the where you should have your family kind of area yeah. with good schools and like, yeah, but there's, um, there's a couple of great places right outside of Nashville yeah. that, that are awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. Did you gig downtown at all? Have you ever had to do that? Um, like I've played at Old Red some, especially when the pandemic hit and they were still having people like eat and listen to music, but I've never done like the Broadway band thing. Like when I first moved here, I immediately was over with, you know, William Morris for a little while and. Um, so I was just, I hit the ground running, going everywhere. I toured everybody. What was your first tour? Oh, first tour, what was it? I've done like three like foolish tours at Parmalee, Corey Smith, and Wheeler Walker Jr. Um, all three, I want to talk about all three of those <laughs> because all three of those are very different. So yes. let's talk about your fellow, because I believe Parmalee, they're Carolina yeah. guys, right? Let's talk, are they, they are Carolina guys, right? Yeah, they're from like probably 20 minutes from Greenville, oh, no not shit. even. So yeah. what, what was being out in the road with those guys like? Uh, it was awesome. You know, when I first moved to town, um, they kind of took me under their wing um, just because we were from the same place and I was so new and they gave me advice and um, I just love those guys. And um, so when I was able to do a tour with them, it was it was awesome. It's like being on the road with your brothers. <laughs> so, yeah, it was awesome. Nice. Now, was that was that a bus tour or was that out in a van? I mean, we were... We were in a van. You were in a van. They were were a you bus. in like a like a church van or like a sprinter or what were you guys oh, in? Uh, oh, I love it, church van. 15 church pastor, van. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm in yeah. right now with Trey. We're nine guys in a in a in a church van with a trailer driving to wherever you know. Oh yeah. So I feel I I feel that. Then you go into Corey Smith, a, a legend. And oh yeah. Far, especially as somebody, I think everybody. If you grew up down down south, you've at least been the one Corey Smith show. Like, oh yeah. I feel yeah. like it's just a staple. What was going out with him like? Oh, it was incredible. Like, d- just the crowd was awesome. It's like, you know, I feel like it's a lot of college kids. Yeah. Um, so it's rowdy. It's, it's rowdy. Yeah. It's really rowdy. Um, But, like, he, you know, towards the end of the tour, he was, like, gave me advice. And just, it was just awesome. It's just such a great crew. And I just appreciate any time, like, just being a new artist when, when the headliner crew is good to you. And, yeah. um, you know, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And then last but certainly not least... <laughs> And I experienced it a little. I experienced. I'm out with Trey, and, yeah. and we know we know the song that popped off popped off with Trey. But being with the Wheeler Walker Junior. Crew, yeah. What what was that experience like? So it is not what you think. Yeah, because I, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, what's what's his what's his name is is it Ben Hoff? Is it like he's got yeah. his yeah his name and stuff? And like I've like I know he does like his comedy thing and, yeah. and all that. I've heard I've heard that like it's not what you think it would be. Well, I've heard that before you know going going out, um, you know, like when my agent at the time called me and said, "Look, <laughs> you know, this is really up to you. Like, you know, really think this through. Is this something that you want to do? Like, they need a female." That's ball, has enough balls to go there and do it, and I was like, sign me up, screw it, yeah. like hell yeah, let's go. And uh, but when I went out there, I was thinking it was going to be like almost too rowdy, you know, like a lot of disrespectful stuff, you know, you know, whatever. The most respectful crowd I've ever played in front of, sold the most merch. I mean, I sold hella merch consistently. It's literally people like you and me just want to go out and just 
sing some bad songs yeah. for a night. Like it's literally, it was probably one of my favorite tours. Hell yeah. I mean, it definitely shocked me. And But when I say, you know, I still have some of my most loyal fans from from that tour, I mean it. That's freaking awesome. Where'd you guys go? Like, have you been? Oh. Have you been to all fifty states? Almost. There's, there's some I don't think I've been to. Um, oh man, we did a lot of. I did like the, the eastern half of the country, and I think a girl named Nikki Lane did the. I think it was Nikki Lane that did the west part. Um, but yeah, it was all like just up and down. Okay. Yeah. So you've seen. So you've been. You've done plenty of time out on the road to like. Where you you know what your favorite stops are like oh, what yeah. what would you what's your um what's your favorite um stop on the road like like we're talking like Bucky's and like like Pilot and Love and all that stuff um oh I'm a what's your, what's I'm your a Sheets girl you're a Sheets girl but all they, right but all they right. don't have those like out west and stuff um but I mean I do like Pilot but Sheets is my favorite because that's where I grew up <laughs> okay okay see I didn't know they had Sheets in North Carolina all the time cause, oh, like, yeah. I was around that being close to Pennsylvania because like that's a big Pennsylvania thing I think it's like a just an east yeah uh, east side yeah because we had thing. we were up in Maryland this past weekend and we had Sheets up oh, there so awesome. and it was it was great that's the one thing that they're missing here is like a Sheets or a Wawa or something like yeah see I didn't grow up with a Wawa so you know I think it, I can't remember one of my first um, stops at Wawa or one of my first places I knew there was going to be a Wawa uh, Rob Snyder was like oh my god it's my favorite place you gotta like you know bring me back some coffee I can't remember what he said but yeah. it was like I was like man Wawa is a big thing yeah it's a big <laughs> it's something as as northeastern folk like New York New Jersey uh, Pennsylvania we're very proud people and we're proud even if they're not like the biggest things we're still super proud of them so Philly is big Wawa country so they're it. based out of Philly so Rob, Rob big Rob and anybody from Philly or South Jersey is gonna go nuts over Wawa you I know? love that that's awesome yeah because I've brought back coffee when I've gone home before for people yeah from- they th- it was so weird it's like I, I had other people too it's like man their coffee their coffee I was like man Need to get on this this train. <laughs> yeah, no, it's freak, it's freaking good. Wawa does have really good coffee. So talking about songwriting, when did you start like really getting in the grind of doing that? Because you cr- you crush it, like you're badass at doing that. When did it become a thing that you were like, I'm gonna be here writing songs? Um, I mean, just you know, right off the bat, I knew that the way I was gonna pay my bills um, was to try to get a publishing deal, and I was here for about a year. And uh, Tom Luter and over at Sony ATV. Um, saw me play at a show and just and some other folks at Sony um, and they just offered me a deal the next day I, I couldn't believe it it was so wild um, I had $2.32 in my account when I went in there and like and they offered me the deal which I think Megan Patrick had the same amount in her bank account when her truck broke down at Warner in Canada and they offered her a deal which is so weird yeah that but, is crazy yeah. oh yeah um, but I mean, just right away, I've just always, since I was little, you know, wrote little poems and stuff. I mean, I just knew right away that I had to do that, you know, here. Yeah, no, you definitely, definitely have a gift doing that. And, um, another mutual friend of ours, Andy Austin. Oh my I, God, my favorite. I just remembered this. So Andy was one of the first guests that we ever had on here. Oh, sweet. And what, there was a song that you two. One Foot in the Door. Yes. You guys had just written that. <sighs> When we had Andy on here, oh my gosh, which is what's kind, of, which is what's crazy, because that was what two, three, two, two years ago. Yeah, it was 2019. Yeah, oh which my is gosh, wild, so wild. He is one of my favorite people, and he's also from North Carolina. Yeah, oh yeah, no, there's, I know everybody talks about Georgia. There's, there's a lot of Carolina can in this town. There's oh, a lot yeah. of y'all that are here crushing it. Yeah, he, uh, we've just we've been writing for a while, and he's just such a good friend, um, and incredible just one of my favorite vocalists favorite songwriters um i'm excited for yeah if you like country music you got to check out andy austin it's bad badass badass dude how'd you meet him honestly i don't even remember i think just through mutual friends yeah that's Um, that's typically kind of how it goes totally speaking of a gang his crew Good Lord, like the Diamond Trio dudes yeah. and him and Timothy Baker. Yes, I'm Timothy. With that guy, yeah, dude. so many people are sleeping on Timothy Baker. Sleeping. It pisses me off. I like, well, I didn't really know who he was until like honestly probably four or five months ago. And um, I was playing uh, a round with him and I think it was the Chris and Kelly's round. And I didn't know the people I was playing with. I was like, cool. 
And he started playing and singing, and I just remember, like, looking around the guy sitting next to us, and I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. I was like, this guy is incredible, and why is he not in, like, our circle? Like, at that time, you know, I was like, I want to write with him all the time. Um, he, He's just... Oh my God, he's unbelievably incredible, and he's an even better human. He's oh a, he's, he's a really right? really good dude. I haven't seen him a lot recently, but like he's I'm, we were we were kicking it for a while. I gotta I gotta shoot him a message and hang out with him again because he's he's a badass dude. And uh, I've had um I've, another thing we like to talk about on here, going out in this town. You you see some you you experience some wild stuff. Have you been yeah. out when you first moved here? Were you like hanging out in Broadway at all, like going down there, or were you just kind of like hanging out in Midtown, just avoiding all the touristy kind of stuff? When I first moved here, I wasn't 21. Oh, no I was no 19. Sh- no shit. Okay. Yeah, I was about to turn 20, so I had a good, like, year and a half until... So that was kind of hell. Um, <laughs> did it, what, you didn't have a fake? I am such chicken shit when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, no, I never had a fake. Um, I just got through it. <laughs> it was weird, but uh, so, when I finally was able to, like, go out, I really didn't do Broadway too much. Like, I went down there when, like, family would come to town, but... I was just always at like losers and Red Door, just like trying to mingle and meet people. Yeah. And that you know that's where that's where you're supposed to be, is what I heard. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Like, where would you? Where were you able to go at 19? Not a damn place. <laughs> like, like, I'm trying nowhere. to think if there's anywhere because, like, you think about no. like all the kids that come here for school because we got four colleges here. Like, at least you got a lot of colleges here. You know, you have all these kids that are younger. Just honestly, like restaurants. <laughs> yeah, so like, what do, what'd you, know. you do? What'd you do to like, like, kind of meet people, or did you already know some people when you moved here and moving to Mandolin? Like, you got you already had a friend and stuff. Or? Yeah, we had we had friends because like when we first moved here, I feel like we were blessed enough to kind of dive into the industry pretty early. Um, so you know, we had friends, um, and it it was awesome. Like, you know, some people would you know, get me into places or shows um, that I might not have been able to get into if I went through the front door because yeah. <laughs> of my age. But, um, so, but you know, so I didn't miss out too much. But on the party aspect, I definitely missed out for a good year and a yeah. half. And you went to, I'm sure you went to plenty of Ryan Nelson uh, fire dance parties. Oh, yeah. We went to a bunch of house stuff for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. First time I saw him do that, dancing on pallets, I got kind of nervous. But then I, <laughs> nobody told me he's from Florida. That's what they do this in Florida. Florida people. <laughs> That's what they do. Where's been the wildest place, or where's been your favorite place to go on the road? Oh, man. Favorite, some of my favorite places. Outside of North Carolina. Because I, I, know I, know, I know Carolina crowds are awesome. Like, I think Carolina crowds are awesome. So if I was from there, I'd, even, I'd like them even more. One of the like most special places I've played was um, used to be called the Gym, but now it's Terminal South and Tipton. Yeah. And the reason is I played it like it was. I guess this was probably second or third year being in town. Maybe probably second year. I just put a band together, and they let me come down there and play it. And um, but it was the Gin, and right after I played it, it closed down. And then so it was two years to the date. Or a year, a year or two years to the date that I actually played it as Terminal South, and the same people showed up, and they were like hardcore fans, and that was the first time where I'd played somewhere, and the next time I came back, I had made the whole building was my. It was just out of control. That room is rowdy. Tifton, oh, yeah. Georgia is it, Georgia as a whole is pretty wild, but oh, yeah. Tifton. They know how to throw down in Tifton. Oh, yeah. That's definitely, like, one of my, you know, most special places that I think I've ever played. Um, I really love – I remember I played Flagstaff, Arizona, with Cadillac 3. I've done a bunch of dates with them, and that place was so cool. The people there were amazing, and I still have some pretty hardcore fans from, from that show. Um and then like the rave in Milwaukee, Dude, that's the, the place rave. with the yeah with the, the cool background. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's like the pool in the basement and like all yeah. So we were up there. We actually, I think, so when I was working with the Muscadine guys, we had Farron out with us oh, on yeah. the road that weekend, and um, we went down and saw like the the haunted shit. And nope, Farron Ooh. was getting a little 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 sketched out. It was wild. When I tell y'all I'm a chicken shit about that <laughs> stuff, I totally am. Like. They wanted to go do all like all the haunted stuff, and I was like, "Hell no!" But I, is that's the same place where the green room looks like a genie, like in a bottle yes, type of thing. It's very seven, like Dude. very throw all the tapestries and. I felt like I was a genie in a bottle. Yeah, like is that was so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, not so much. Like that was kind of freaky. That was on the uh, the Wheeler tour when we went there, but uh, yeah, Oof. 
Yeah, the pool was weird too when we went there because it was right after the Mac Miller stuff happened. So like oh, Mac yeah. Miller wrote his wrote his name and said like I I've sold this place out. I once lived, now I am dead. And then he died like a week later or something. I forgot about that. Yeah, so we were there like short, not too long after that had happened. Oh my god, that and, like, is wild. They, they had like plexiglass over it and everything. <gasps> so like you walk down and you're you're in you're standing in this pool and then you just see this like plexiglass thing. It's like Mac Miller's writing. And all that. Oh my God, that is so wild! I forgot all about that. Yeah, well, I, see, I didn't really know too much about it until like until I got there, and then I was looking at it, and they were explaining it. It was like, damn, there's oh, some shit. there's some vibes in this place. Oh my gosh, for real! I mean, you could just feel it. Nobody yeah. even had to tell you it was like haunted. You yeah. just walk in and be like, oh, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> what um, what room were you guys in on that tour? Because there's like six rooms you could play in there. It's the I just remember it being the one that looked most like you were like in a genie's bottle. Like it was just like this stuff hanging from the ceiling like blankets yeah. and okay, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. very pastel we color because when we were there there was like in the upstairs room there was a an EDM band called Galantis that mm-hmm. was playing so it's like you've we as we were like you've got the Muscadine show going on here I think there was another show like in the in the basement part of it and like we were, when we were loading out you just had all these crazy college kids like the EDM crowd oh which is so <laughs> not the Muscadine bloodline crowd no. and it's just you, you look up and you have these kids like hanging out the windows and just like shit flying everywhere that's so, so funny <laughs> it's it's just that's I see I like venues like that where there's multiple yeah. shit going on like, oh yeah if you love music it's like it's heaven. Oh yeah, for real. I yeah, that's that's one of my favorite places too. Yeah, it's been so many great places. Yeah, does it blow your mind being from small town North Carolina and you're like, there's people that know me in Arizona. There's there's oh, people yeah. around the world now with with Spotify and all, and social media and stuff. Like, does that kind of how does that feel? It's wild. I mean, you you know when I when you first get started playing music, anybody will tell you it's like you just want to reach as many people as you can and. Um. Yeah, it's just it's just wild. Somebody in California just hey, want a T-shirt? Um, bought your music, so great. Uh, saw you on this, or you know, I love watching the like on Spotify. You can see your top cities and stuff, and I'm like, wow, Dallas. What? What What are your top cities? Um, it it's like Houston and Texas kind of fight for each other. Uh, and then Charlotte, which is weird. Um. I don't think Charlotte's Raleigh. weird. You're, North, you're yeah. a North Carolina girl, and those are those are big markets. And have you been hitting yeah. those markets for a long time? Or well, I've I've hit like the Raleigh market for a long time. I've only played a couple times in Charlotte, um, and so I, I was kind of surprised at that because they're like totally separate things. Like yeah, um, like the people like I honestly didn't know about Luke Combs until I got to Nashville, but he was burning up the western part of the state. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. It's so different, um, but but yeah, uh, let's see, Raleigh's one, like around the Macon, Georgia area, because I've played Crazy Bowl like 8,000 oh, times. Oh, Crazy Bowl, <laughs> so you know Dibbles at oh, Crazy Bowl. I do, Oh, I Dibbles, do. oh yeah, we're, I'm very familiar with the Crazy Bowl, <laughs> been through there a couple times. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've played there a bunch, um, so that's one of my top cities too, but hopefully that's going to, they're going to be changing here soon yeah yeah absolutely no it's uh it's freaking freaking so cool to to be out there and and to see uh, to see what you've got going on and everything so let's talk about talk about what you got coming um middleman it's so this will be coming out on monday recording this on a tuesday song drops on on this friday and i've no i've so i first heard the song at summer camp at raised rowdy nikki with counselor nikki t and that whole crew and when I first heard that, so I have divorced parents, wow. and so I I definitely connected with it. And killer freaking song, you can. It's one of those songs where like you when you're out around and like you know people like talk and all that stuff, everybody kind of gets quiet and they're they're listening to the words and it, it means a lot to a lot of people. So thank you for putting it out because oh, it's one of those ones where when you hear it at a at a place like summer camp where it's you guys basically just coming up and just hanging with us and playing songs. Yeah. It's one of those songs when you hear it, you hope it gets cut so then you can listen to it whenever. Right. Otherwise, you get, otherwise you get stuck in demo jail, which we all get stuck in demo oh, yeah. jail from time oh, to time. Yeah. So talk about that song. What was the story behind it? Like, how did it get to where it's at? And yeah, it's coming out. It's freaking awesome. Well, honestly, it wasn't supposed to be the next single. Really, Jesus and John Jett was supposed to be the next single. Yeah, I was. I wanted to ask you too. What like is that one? That's another one that's like yeah. a Casey staple. Oh, it's coming. It's, it's coming. It's it's one of those like. Um, you know, for a second we were about, you know, about to work with John Jett on it and, um, we, I'm sure we still will, but 
uh, it's just it, at the time, like the pandemic was kind of coming yeah. on, and we just we didn't want that big of a song to be like put out then. So we were just like, okay, it's such a you know, it's still like my fans' favorite songs. Like yeah. people have it as their bios and shit. Like it's awesome. <laughs> and so we were like, we just want this to be the biggest it can be. So let's just hold off. It's not going anywhere. I play it every single show. Um, it's coming. So that's hopefully. Like, I can pretty confidently say it'll be the next one. Hell yeah. um, but with that being said, like, you know, we I love to try out new songs at Writer's Rounds. And when we, uh, me and Lainey wrote this at the house, probably, I think it was like towards the beginning of the pandemic. Maybe. No, a lot. It was like August, last August. Okay. So when rounds started coming back, I just tried out new music or whatever, and I played it. And, and, like, me and Lainey knew it was a great special song, and really because it was just one of our favorites as far as, you know, being well-written. Um, and I would play it, and, like, I would get standing ovations, and I'm like, what the hell? And then, you know, people coming up, like, you just wrote a song about my entire life. Like, just people were just, like, blown away. And I was like, well, it was just so obvious that it had to be the next single. And, um, but as far as, like, you know, how we wrote it, we were just literally sitting on the back porch one night, and we were just talking about everything under the sun. I mean, you know how us girls are. <laughs> and um, one thing led to another, and we were talking about how my parents were divorced. And I was blessed. Like, when I say I had the best divorced parents, I did. Um, they were such good co-parents. Um, how, how old were you when they split up? I was six. Okay, so mm -hmm. you were young. See, I was right out of high school. Like oh, it, it hit, it hit like tough. sophomore year in college. And then you kind of like know what. Well, it's you know like exactly. Yeah, you see, and you're like, damn. And you see that you see it leading up to that over yeah. like a span of years and stuff. But being young's tough too because it, it like it has aspects where it's where it's tough in that situation as well. Yeah, and, and I, I always say at least I was kind of used to it, you know. And um, but yeah, I I was just talking to Lainey about it and. You know, I was just kind of just saying, and it's, you know, she already knew this, but, you know, I loved it. I am who I am because of it. I, like, I had two Christmases, two birthdays. Like, yeah. I had two, like, I loved it. And, um, like I said, my parents got along super well. Um, they never, like, fought in front of us. You know, whatever. It was just, and I love my step families, my stepmom, my stepdad, their kids. Um, I just, it was amazing um, just growing up with them and having bonus families yeah that's and, how i feel too i got oh, yeah. a very similar situation with that yeah and so um but I, I just said you know i definitely was the middleman being the oldest sibling and she goes go get a guitar right now this is like 10 o'clock at night and i'm like okay so you know as songwriters any good title like or any just great idea you gotta just jump right on it and uh so i went in there and got a guitar and i came out and i was like damn, I hope mama never hears this song. And she was like, oh, first line. And I was like, and I don't want to make my daddy feel guilty. And she's like, keep talking. <laughs> so I literally just, I mean, top to bottom, the entire song was just me just saying, just talking about my experience. And she being the songwriting queen that she is, she just, we just kind of, you know, molded everything I said into lyrics. And it really didn't take a whole lot because I just, just said it. And um, the only thing that isn't true in the song is where I say Texaco. It wasn't a Texaco. It was a Hess station. But Hess is really freaking weird in a song. Yeah. So we went with Texaco. Um, but that's literally how it was. And, and for me, it was more of a matter-of-fact type of song. And it was just me taking advantage of a great song idea. Um, but just since we started, like, leaking it out to, like, TikTok and all this stuff, the comments that we've been getting about just how life-changing this song is for people and like you know there isn't a lot of songs about divorce you've yeah, got people don't talk yeah. about it people are uncomfortable like for whatever reason like they're so normal yeah it's just yeah exactly it's people yeah. don't like you said people don't write songs about that and i mean i could be wrong but you know you got highway 20 ride and that's um zach brown band and it's kind of from the the dad perspective and then Ray Lynn's love triangle which I freaking yeah. love that song um those are really like the only two in my that I can think of that really hit on that topic and I'm like wow we you know I, I just didn't realize how much it was going to touch people and so um 
I'm I'm just so excited for this thing to be out. I just feel like it's just kind of a breakout song for me. Oh, it absolutely. No, I would totally agree with that. Do you feel like you got more like without it being 2020? You think that song still would have happened, or do you think everybody kind of opened up more and got a little deeper when the world shut down? Yeah, I think totally. I think it wouldn't have. I think you know it feels like it was meant to be. So I think it would have happened, but um. You know, just be, you know, I was telling somebody earlier today, you know, last year kind of made you like, you know, most co writes, I'd be thinking about where I'm going that weekend, when I got to be in a van call or like all this other stuff. When past years, just you're sitting there with your stories and your life and you ain't got nowhere to go. So you get deeper into your, yeah. your thoughts and, and your songwriting. And I definitely grew so much as a songwriter. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm finally coming into to who I want to be and and what I want to say. And, um, you know, and also just us being at the house and not on the road. We were, me and Lainey were able to write it together because um, our our schedules are so daggum busy. Um, so, yeah, I, d- I definitely, you know, I also think that it wouldn't have been the same yeah. without the pandemic. Yeah, because a lot more people were tuning in to new music too, and like yeah. the social media explosion. Oh and, yeah, and all that. Incredible! It's incredible. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and isn't it cool now to just see like from where we were at this point last year. Because you got to think, last May, we're all still trying to see if our gigs are going to come back, maybe for the fall, right. maybe maybe for July, and you and it's just that you lose, you you just get get knocked down and knocked down and knocked down, and then you fast forward a whole year, and you're about to have a huge freaking song come out. Oh, things are man. things are just happening, and it's everybody's winning. Nashville's looking like Nashville again. We're able to go out and do shows again. People yeah. are able to go do what they love again. Like it's we're able it, to see family again. It's awesome. It was like, you know, as an artist, our careers are like a roller coaster. You're up here, then you're down Absolutely, here. Absolutely, yeah. And for me, I had hit that down there point um, just right before the pandemic. Oh, no. And so it was yeah. kind of like, holy shit, you got to be kidding me. And then the pandemic hit, and then it, everything just really kind of fell apart. Um, just, just really fell apart. And so then I'm like, you know, I've got a publishing deal, but I'm delivering groceries, which I'm not above, obviously. Um but it was just such a weird time. Like, then for a minute, I really couldn't focus on my craft because all I could think about was, you know, making sure, you know, you know, if, if my publishing deal comes to an end, like, if I don't have another deal lined up, like, I got to be able to pay my bills. Then you also have touring bills that you can't pay because you're not on the road that, you know, and you got your personal bills. And so it was just kind of like a holy shit moment for a minute. But once you kind of, once we got the hang of the pandemic, and we started being creative again. Um, it, yeah, I just started growing. I mean, it was just like I was getting songs. I, I'm like, holy crap! Yeah, and I'm and a different that, caliber. Yeah, and to have your, and I mean, to be living in the house you're living in with the, with, with your roommates, <laughs> and to have yeah. a, a new roommate pop up during that time frame yep. too. Like for for that to all happen too, I think everybody kind of found themselves and kind of got closer with other people it's oh, funny because yeah. we were told to all stay apart but we got oh, closer yeah. with a lot of people oh, like yeah. through through 2020 which is pretty wild so. yeah it's it's been honestly to me like this has been nothing but a blessing if you if you kind of put away like the hard parts of it yeah like um but as far as like my career and songwriting and stuff like that i mean i feel like my career would not be the same without it like I wouldn't have grown like this. I bet hey, it would have been I, even hey, more years. I I feel the same. Our writers' rounds. We yeah. we found a way to keep going during 2020. A lot of other folks weren't going, but Live Oak was like, "Hey, you want to keep doing them?" We kept doing them, and and I happened to become buddies with a group of friends over kickball, which is how I met. <laughs> I love that. How I met like Trey, Ella Langley, yeah. like that whole that whole crew, and yeah, and it's it's just funny looking back on it, like just those. Those little like making friends during 2020 to see where we're all at now—it's pretty freaking crazy. It's nuts, and it feels like it was—you know—you think about your journey and you think about all the time you put in, and then all of a sudden just pops off. Um, it, it is pretty incredible to see what little change happened that just went—you know—it yeah. made it go. Whether it's meeting new people or you know different team members or whatever, it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. So real quick, just some like Nashville questions, and, we'll, yeah. and then we're we're gonna have you have you play have you play the big one? Have you play middleman for the folks out here? Um, for uh, for you, if um, if you're eating at one place in Nashville, where's it gonna be? Oh, you a Mexican girl? You a you a hot chicken? You barbecue? You you just like bar food? Favorite? I mean, I like all bar food, yeah. but my favorite restaurant. It's not technically in Nashville, but 
it's all Nashville. Um, is this place called Moby Dickies in Where Hendersonville? It's in Hendersonville. Okay. It's on the water. Oh my gosh. It's just my my favorite. Moby Dickies. Moby Dickies. Hell yeah. That, yeah. Sound, that sounds like a spot I got to check out. Um, your favorite place to go during the week? Favorite place to go during the week? Um, to hear music and drink. Live Oak to drink. It's a toss up between Red Door and Losers. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like winners, losers, and Red Door are all kind of, especially on Monday nights and oh, Thursday yeah. nights, they're very connected. Losers and Red Door, I think, are just always connected. Oh yeah, it's if like one's, go here, go there. Yeah, if one's busy, then the other one's gonna end up being busy later because that's what we all do. What's your Red Door order? Uh, pepperoni pizza and a vodka Red Bull. Okay, all right, you don't mess around. That pepper, yeah. that's that's some that's. The vodka Red Bull that keeps you going. That's... I'm trying to get off the vodka Red Bulls, man. I they you... I'm like I can tell that I'm 25 now because my freaking heart is like just cannot take the Red Bull anymore. But it's like it's been my favorite drink forever. <laughs> yeah, no, I I have some friends who are big vodka Red Bull pounders too. What what would you what would you try to switch to? Because you're not gonna lose the vodka. You're trying to ditch the oh, Red yeah. Bull. Oh right? yeah, I mean honestly, I've been like trying to be better and like just stay healthier, which this is not healthier at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This just makes me feel better, I guess. But I mean, I am fine with like vodka sodas, um, and I love Blue Moon. That's my favorite beer. So okay. If, so if it's like, if you, it's do you, you put know, the orange slice in it? Oh yeah, I put like five of them in it. I just like rip it all apart and throw so it in like, there. So it's like an orange juice, so like an orange juice beer kind of thing. With, with five oranges, that's orange. Yeah, I put like ton. I like rip all the the insides of the orange and put it in there. Okay. And I like to drink it and like have a bite of orange at the same time. Okay, <laughs> there like, you go. That's the yeah. complete experience. Um, late night, um, late night food spot. You a cookout girl? You prefer Waffle House? I'm a cookout girl because we had one. Well, we had a bunch in Greenville around because it's college town and uh, cookout for sure. Yeah, I introduced somebody to cookout last night. It was her first <gasps> time ever going, and oh her gosh. life was changed. Well, I just think it's amazing how you can get. A freaking entree as a side, like that shit blows my mind. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> the best, and in a, in a, in the place where it's a lot of folks doing music or who are grinding and and having a, having a hustle and not making the most initially. Cookout, that's talk about ball, talk about balling on a budget. Oh my god, you get what? I usually get my order there is a BLT, so you get a whole ass sandwich, fancy, and two corn dogs. Like, yeah, come on, that'll yeah. feed you for supper and lunch the next day. There you go. That's the Carolina, and you're right there. <laughs> Two corn dogs right there. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Casey, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. What's your What's everything. your favorite of the social media ones? Where do you see the most fan interaction? I mean, my favorite is Instagram, but obviously the world is changing, and TikTok is so big, and I'm you know trying to get on the TikTok train as yeah. best as I can. Um, but my favorite is Instagram. Um. But just anywhere, I try. I try to keep up on everything. So, yeah. And you got you got more news that'll be coming later on. Like this is gonna be a busy year for you. It is, which I'm is so awesome. Excited. We're I'm super excited for you. So make sure you follow. So it's just your name. So it's Casey Tyndall. Yeah, everything. Everything is at Casey Tyndall. Um, you know, CaseyTyndall.com, all that good stuff. Yeah, merch for sale. Yes, I have like old merch, and we're we just ordered some new merch. Hey. So like I, when I tell you, we're doing like a complete overhaul of my whole life. It's happening. So Hell yeah. I'm super excited. Um, yeah, but we'll have some more merch coming Hell yeah. soon. Sweet. So go out there and get the merch, guys and girls listening. Yes. Um, gas and, uh, money. Yeah, got eight. Hey, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And I got my start doing and, and the music industry, I guess, selling merch. So yeah. I know how I see how important it is and stuff too. So that's freaking uh freaking awesome. Well, uh, while Casey grabs that guitar, thank you guys again for listening to another edition of the In the Round podcast. Um, you guys make sure to check out Casey on all the social medias. Stream all the songs that are out there, but yes. especially this new single, Middleman. We love it here. And um, make sure you um, make sure you guys remember to subscribe. Uh, leave a five-star rating. Five stars only, baby. And uh, shout out again to the sponsors, Whaletail Media, Saxman Studios, Grady Saxman, and the boys. We love them. We love our boy Wales at Whaletail Media. And of course, our friends in the green world delta 8 thc it's here it's legal it's awesome our boy andrew and the team they even got shit for your dogs y'all go and check them out use the promo code itr at checkout for 20 percent off your order and uh you can enjoy some great products legally now without further ado it's our girl casey tindall with her new single middleman y'all been listening to the in the round podcast i hope mama never hears this song I'd hate to make daddy feel guilty I don't know why They called it a broken home 
It was split in two, damn it, build me. We put some miles on back and forth. I was backseat in the middle, man, between my sister and a suitcase. Texaco every other Sunday, meet them halfway with a check in my back pocket. Bunch of mama said, daddy said, be sure and tell them I said hello. Pulling off a waving from the window. I was too young to understand. I was a little girl in the middle man. I got a taste of rock and roll. Swear I learned to talk to Jesus. And I made best friends with the road. Swear I got real good, I got real good at leaving. In the backseat in the middle, man, between my sister and a suitcase. Texaco every other Sunday, meet them halfway with a check in my back pocket. Bunch of mama said, daddy said, be sure and tell them I said hello. Pulling off a waving from the window. I was too young to understand. I was a little girl and a middle man. Yeah, I was a middle man. A backseat in the middle man. Between my sister and a suitcase. Texaco every other Sunday. Meet them halfway with a check in my back pocket. Bunch of mama said, daddy said. Be sure and tell them I said hello. Pulling off a waving from the window. Now I understand that broken hearts are just part of the plan. Yeah, I was a little.